There's a chance for Mule and Burroughs. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the buzzer! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. Over the summer, Muhlenberg College Athletics conducted an Athlete of the Decade contest. Over 30,000 votes were cast, and when the dust settled, we had two winners. Our male Athlete of the Decade was baseball player Matthew D'Ambrosia, a 2020 graduate, and he'll be our guest on next week's podcast. But this week... Let's get it started with the female athlete of the decade, C.J. Greitzer, a 2014 graduate of Muhlenberg who played soccer. Welcome to the Muhlenberg Mules podcast, C.J. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, C.J., uh, we had a athlete of the decade contest in um, this past summer, and uh, and you were the winner of the female contest. The over over 30,000 votes in the contest, and and the women's final was actually the most voted on contest out of all of them and, and we had a big gala all planned we, oh, no we, we, we ran it out of, no we didn't <laughs> i was gonna say i was like given the times <laughs> yeah Even yeah that would be totally fun yeah no so you'll have to settle uh you'll have to settle for this uh congratulatory phone call and an appearance on the podcast but i guess that's oh not too gosh, bad right amazing either way it's it's an honor so it's great <laughs> yeah and it was funny as we went through the contest as we started it we thought that the more recent athletes might have a little bit of an advantage either because they use social media more oh yeah uh, that's true also that um Maybe their names would be more familiar to our current athletes or people who played recently. But the women's final, it was actually two athletes from the from the early part of the decade. You and, and Kelly Klein from the softball team. Yeah, yeah, that's it's. I have really awesome friends and family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Very good job getting out the vote. We were just talking earlier, and you said it was it was a good way to be able to to reconnect with uh, with some people who you had played with at Muhlenberg. Yeah, it really has. Honestly, I was telling you, I feel like I graduated an eternity ago, and it's been really great to see to see familiar faces and get connected with with my friends that I haven't seen literally in like six years now. Wow. <laughs> crazy. So you graduated from Muhlenberg in 2014 after playing four years of soccer. And what are some of the things you remember most or the fondest about your soccer career at Muhlenberg? Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, soccer definitely made my college career what it was. Honestly, I tell everybody that it was the best four years of my life so far. I just made the best friends and we worked so hard, like both academically and athletically. And we really grew as students, as athletes, as people. And I made honestly memories and friends for a lifetime, which that you can't you can't take back and you can't compete with. So I think the fondest memories probably would be just all the traveling that we did. You know, like we traveled all over Pennsylvania. We spent so much time together. All the pre seasons where we were running, we were practicing three times a day. We really got to know each other and really became close, which I think is irreplaceable. I think, uh, you know, for those of us who, who maybe only watch the games, it's it's probably, that's the part that we remember, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on other than that that really contributes to the to the whole experience and, and, and strengthens your, your bond as soccer players. Yeah, we all work so hard, and it, it pays off a lot in the games. You know, like you guys see the games, and when we beat Johns Hopkins, and all those crazy penalty kick shootouts that we've been through, it's it, 
it's just a reward for all the hard work that we did. And you still play soccer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I play in, in like, these adult rec leagues for other washed-up athletes that kind of, <laughs> like, <laughs> still want to play and run around. Obviously not as competitive as collegiate soccer, but it's still really fun, and you make a lot of friends. I moved down to Nashville, and I didn't know anybody, so it was a good way to meet people and have a good core group of friends to to hang out with down here. Is there one uh, particular memory or something funny that happened over the course of four years that just kind of sticks in your head for whatever reason? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so funny. Me and my other girls that I graduated with, they're like my best friends still. Our freshman year, it was our move-in day for preseason, and all most of us were in Prosser. Oh my God, I can't believe I still remember these. And we, our parents had all of our stuff and we were driving around. We didn't know where the best place to park was to unload all of our stuff. So like my mom was leading the pack. So that was just a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> she ends up jumping the curb over by the dining hall. And she, and we have a whole line of cars following us. And we drive through that quad area, like by, where is it, Taylor and the dining hall, like that huge quad area. And there are literally five cars with all this crap in the middle of the hall or in the middle of the quad. And just as the football team was coming back from, from breakfast or whatever. So it was just an absolute disaster. I was texting Stephanie Tramitola and I was like, this is literally the most embarrassing day of my life. So my mom was trying to ask for directions. There's cars in the middle of the quad. It's just, it was absolutely a disaster. But we tell the story to all the incoming freshmen the next four years <laughs> because it's just like if you if you're really nervous about moving in and starting your freshman year our freshman year move in was probably the most embarrassing so everything will be okay <laughs> you could only go up exactly. from there right yeah yeah so that was probably the most memorable thing that i had from Muhlenberg because we still talk about it we still laugh about it that's funny and you mentioned uh that you're down in in nashville now you've you've been there for three years you're a, a registered nurse at Vanderbilt yeah. University Medical Center. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your work down there. Well, yeah, I've been there for three years. I work in the medical ICU. So we take care of critical patients from drug overdoses to the flu to any possible disease you can think of, we take care of. And with the whole COVID epidemic, we've been taking care of those patients as well. So it's been pretty busy over the last few months, but I have, you know, awesome, awesome coworkers. They're like my closest friends here. And we've been just working hard and coming together as a group. So it's been busy, but it's it's been fun and rewarding. So yeah, that, that's what I've been up to for the last three years. <laughs> when you were at Muhlenberg, you actually were, you were a biology major and a public health minor. And, and I believe that was right around the time that we started public health at Muhlenberg. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was one of the first years to have the minor. But I think it's, it's a major now, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't know when that happened. But yeah, I was the one of the first years to have a minor in public health, which was which was really interesting. Dr. Cronin was my advisor, and I absolutely adore her. But yeah, so I majored in bio and then graduated and then literally started nursing school at DeSales the next day after graduation and did that and then worked in Lehigh Valley for a year and then moved down to Nashville. And I've been here ever since, and it's been awesome. Yeah, you mentioned Dr. Chrisanne Cronin, and she's become our public health department at Muhlenberg is, is very highly regarded, and, and she's one of the reasons why, and she's often called on to 
to speak about issues obviously related to to uh-huh. covid and and what we're uh-huh. all going through now so that that has to make you feel good that you were you were instructed by uh by someone who's whose opinion is sought quite a bit in these times she's she was absolutely amazing i actually was texting her the other day because we had she had plans to come to Nashville that obviously got canceled and I, I I just honestly miss everyone up there and she's been so good to me and helped me a lot through my career at Muhlenberg so yeah and then you know obviously you mentioned that with with COVID coming this year that that kind of changed a little bit of the of the nature of your work at least what what you do in in your part of the hospital what what have you mm-hmm. seen relative to COVID I I know you were. You were featured in an article on the Muhlenberg website in April, and at that point, you hadn't seen too much COVID. Um, I, I think it's there's been a little bit more uh, since that article was published. But how how are things going there? Back in April, I think there were a lot of question marks that like none of us really understood yet, and obviously there are still a lot of question marks. But over the last few months, I feel like our unit as a whole have kind of has kind of developed more of a system. The COVID patients are kind of ostracized on the different section of the hospital that we that we staff. And rotating in and out of the COVID ICU has become kind of stressful for all of us. But now that we have a system, a rotation system and all that stuff, it, it definitely has helped kind of ease the stress, ease the tension a little bit. But as far as the COVID patients, we haven't gotten a surge of patients in the last I guess, a couple weeks or so, which is good. But all of these patients are really, really sick. They're maxed out on all sorts of life support. And it's just sad because, like, their families can't visit. It's it's hard for us to take care of them because we have to wear all of our protective equipment. And, yeah, so that's why I'm just lucky to have the coworkers that I do. And we kind of all just take it in stride and make sure that that we're all staying safe and healthy. So it's been pretty busy and we're kind of treading in uncharted waters, but I think we're doing we're doing a really great job and all of us are safe. So that's kind of the priority here. And in terms of doing a great job, uh, the, the numbers bear you out, at least for the state of Tennessee. Um, according to statistics from Johns Hopkins, mm-hmm. is it kind of funny that like you're, you're, you're on the side of Johns Hopkins now after... Uh... <laughs> You know, like Johns Hopkins will always have a have a place in my heart with soccer and stuff. You know, always have the the rivalry, but they do amazing things for every other. <laughs> every other thing, you know, so it's it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of your biggest goals in college uh, came against Johns Hopkins in your, your junior year when they were they were ranked sixth in the country. You you scored the first goal on on homecoming and and Muhlenberg wound oh up gosh. winning that two nothing. I totally forgot about that until now. Oh my gosh, reliving the glory days. I swear to God, this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that was probably one of the luckiest things I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, so according to Johns Hopkins, Tennessee ranks eighth in number of COVID cases per million uh, out of the 50 United States, uh, even even ahead of New York. But in, in deaths per million, Tennessee only ranks 29. So it, it's good. So, so statewide, it seems like Tennessee has done a really good job in minimizing the, the fatalities from COVID. Yeah, no, we're trying our best. I mean, we have a couple major cities, national included, but a lot of the state is pretty spread out. Um, in a lot of rural areas and stuff too, so the spread isn't as isn't as quick as New York City or what you guys are dealing with up north. So I couldn't even imagine a couple months ago when you guys were all in the heat of it. But but yeah, we're honestly doing our best. You know, we're mostly everyone wears a mask down here, and it is what it is. It's kind of a we're adapting a, to a new normal here. So 
take it in stride. <laughs> yeah, and, and really an unfortunate, obvious, but, you know, a, a good opportunity for you to be in, involved with this really kind of at the, at the start of your career. You definitely learn a lot because there's a lot of research that's done on our unit because we're the ones taking care of the COVID patients. So you really get get to collaborate a lot with the doctors, with researchers, with different people. So all of us are kind of learning about this together, you know, kind of just dealing with it as a group. So, so what what comes next for you? You mentioned you've been down at Vanderbilt for, for three years. Is, yeah. it, is, there a, is there a length of time that you're aiming to stay down there? Are you looking on the move to, to something else in your career? You know, I get asked this question a lot, but honestly, I absolutely love my job. I it was just promoted to be a, one of the charge nurses, which was really exciting, a new kind of change of pace. But I, I don't have any future plans to go back to school or, or move anywhere. So I'm kind of just enjoying enjoying my job and enjoying the people down here and my life down here for now. And um, whatever comes my way, I'm sure I'll, I'll do my best and figure it out. But but yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I, I love my job and I love my life down here. So I'm just going to kind of live it until something better comes along. That's great. And, and how was you're You're from New Jersey uh, originally yeah. and obviously went to school in Pennsylvania and, and, and worked in Pennsylvania. Was was it a little bit of a, of a culture shock moving down to, to Nashville when you moved down? Um, I thought it was going to be because everyone, like my perception of Nashville before I moved down here and got to know it a bit was all like, oh, country music, <laughs> like cowboy boots and, you know, all those types of things. And obviously there is that down here, but Nashville is just so much more than that. You know, Southern hospitality is a real thing. Like everyone is so sweet down here and, and we're music city. So we get country music, but we also get virtually everything else. And we're growing really, really quickly. We have a lot of awesome restaurants, a lot a lot of places to go and see downtown before everything happened, obviously, with COVID. Uh, but we're also really close to a lot of awesome hiking spots. You can really get outdoors, go up to the mountains. So we kind of get the best of, of both worlds. Wish there was a beach, though, but even still, we're, we're in a good spot down here. Oh, that's great. You know, maybe you should work for the uh, Nashville Board of Tourism, considering that. Uh, I know, right? Uh, no, I, I, I honestly love it down here. It's been it's been so great. And I love I also love having a home to come back to up north. My parents are still in New Jersey. I have family in New York, and I still have friends in Pennsylvania. So, so it's a great way to kind of bop around up north whenever I come to visit, whenever that may be. <laughs> I feel like I have two homes. All right. Um, okay. And now we'd like to uh, end our podcast with some, uh, as we do with all of our guests, with some getting to know you type questions. So I'll just fire away. What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. I don't, I actually don't know who said this, but whoever said sunshine brings happiness has never danced in the rain. And I feel like that's kind of particularly apparent here because we kind of need to make the best of bad situations. And I try to live by that kind of every day in my life. So that kind of sticks with me. All right. What is the best single day on the calendar? The best single day? I have to say Thanksgiving. It's probably my favorite holiday. A lot of food, awesome family time. So probably Thanksgiving. Who inspires you to be better? Inspires me to be better. Probably my friends. I have awesome people in my life that are so motivating. They always want to better themselves, whether it's in fitness or in their job. And just being around them makes me want to do the same about my life. So my friends. 
What is your favorite movie? Gosh, I was going back and forth between these questions. Probably A Beautiful Mind. I saw that a lot at Muhlenberg for like some of my psych classes, but I, I still watch that movie and it's amazing. So A Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind it is. All right. And last one question for you, CJ. If you could sit down for a meal with any person, past or present, who would mm-hmm. it be? Um, I'd probably say Florence Nightingale. She's She kind of founded modern nursing back in the 1800s. But I feel like it'd be cool to talk to her about what's going on today and the new advances in medicine and bond over the crazy stories we see with patients. So I feel like that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Florence saw some crazy things in, in her time. Oh my and, gosh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to uh, to sit down with us, CJ, today. Keep up with the with the good work that you're doing down there in in Tennessee with uh, with, with the COVID patients. Hopefully that uh, you don't have to dance too much in the rain. Oh my gosh, I know you're right. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. All right, CJ Gracer. Thank you very much. The Muhlenberg Mules Podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules Podcast is available on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College Athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S and show your support for Muhlenberg College Athletics by participating in the Muhlenberg Virtual Golf Classic. For details, visit MuhlenbergSports.com slash golf 2020. Until next week, Go Mules! Mules.